Medina Lake, which they released on the first of this month. And guess what, guys? You know what that means. It means we've got Matthew Leone on with us today. And oh my God, it was the best. Let me let me tell you, like he's just like the sweetest, friendliest person. I, I did something that I've never done before. I left in what we were talking about before we actually jumped into the interview. Oh, yeah. That portion between when you hit play and we actually start talking about the relevant stuff, I felt like I had to leave that in because I feel like it just like does so much justice for who he is as a person, like jumping on this call with us despite all these technical difficulties and then just like laughing with us about it and commiserating. And <laughs> I, I was literally about to say, I'm going to be real honest here. I do not remember what we were talking about before we started the interview. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that. Everything is a blur. Like I remember... A few key things, like when we were talking about um, the nonprofit and then a few other of the stories that he was telling. But, like, I mean, we were talking to him for over an hour and my brain could not process it all. I'm going to have to listen to the episode again myself (laughs) to remember what we talked about. Like, it was just surreal, I guess, to get to speak to him about. Like, music that impacted us so deeply. Yeah, Yeah, music that impacted us like that, first of all. And second of all, like stuff that is actually super relevant in my life like it's it's insane the I I didn't realize that I was gonna connect to him like that and it was really cool just just overall like cathartic experience is that (laughs) I'm still going with surreal I just can't even believe it happened (laughs) I don't want to fangirl too hard because that's really not what we're doing here it's no but it was like I don't know. It's just it was just really cool that we actually got to talk to somebody that we listened to when we were there's something how I put it, I was talking to my mom about it this week where I'm like it's just so nice and not just with Matthew with everybody that we've had on here in general. We've had nothing but positive experiences with every single person that's been on this podcast. It's just such an amazing feeling to meet and connect with people that you've looked up to for so long. Mhm. Just to find that common ground with them and like share really fun, interesting conversations that you can think about for days after. And hearing the wild stories of things that like that is what <laughs> shocks me the most is that this crazy shit happens to these people and they're still like, yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I'll go again. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> wild to me. For real. I realized today that we've had uh, two murder stories. Two. Not one, two. In a row. <laughs> back to back. Insane. But um, yeah, it's it's real good. Yeah, but no, there's there's just something about like knowing that you've you've idolized really good people. And the people that we've chosen to reach out to because we love what they're doing have just been like incredible human beings. Yeah. So well, from the bottom of my heart, like I just want to thank every single person that's been on this podcast and continues to support it and like it's just, it's made for some incredible fucking experiences. And I, I feel like we've never come out of an interview being like, I didn't like that. No, it's like, that was so much fun. Every time. 
every time. They're just amazing people. I'm just, I'm so, I'm going to start crying again. I'm just okay, so don't, thankful don't, that this. Don't start crying. <laughs> I won't, I won't. All right now. Just that, that this project has allowed us to connect with such amazing human beings that have taught us valuable things. So. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, this is I'm Not Okay, a podcast. <laughs> I'm Stormy. I'm Elena. And we're not going to try to make you think about death and get sad and stuff this time. But but you might. <laughs> yeah, we, we might a little bit, actually. <laughs> now that I'm thinking back on oh. it. All right, so do we want to do new music? And then we can hop into... It's a long interview, so let's jump it's right into... It's a pretty long interview. New music. Okay, so this week, I didn't have that much. Um, There wasn't too much that, like, popped out to me as, like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this. But I think that's mostly because most of my favorite artists have literally just released music in the past few weeks. So, like... I just don't have anything. It's an off week for you. Yeah. Well, and there are a few that were, were like stand out for me. And that's not to say there wasn't a lot of good music. It's just I'm not going to list everything because you can go look at the playlist for everything that I listened to this week new that I enjoyed. But the most prominent to me, I'm going to start with albums this week. Um, Shaky Graves dropped an EP. It's four songs. It's called Look Alive. If you don't know who Shaky Graves is, he's, like, kind of folky indie, I guess. On Apple Music, he's under alternative, which I don't think necessarily fits, but I guess. Everything's alternative. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, I feel like we've discussed uh, this a thousand times now, Stormy. Everything's I, alternative. I would, say, I would say he falls more under, like, a folk. That's fair. Sometimes almost country vibe. I just don't think anyway, alternative should be a genre anymore. I feel like it doesn't everything make, it's, is it's alternative. Too, yeah, it's too general. It's like calling it music. Yes. <laughs> and then when the sunsets dropped uh, their album Transparent, and it's very good. Um, Haley Williams dropped the full album Pedals for Armor, so go listen to that. She had dropped two EPs recently, and her stuff is just really good. I never expected her to do solo stuff, although it really makes sense. And then singles, um, Moby Rich and Bishop Briggs dropped a song together called Friends, and it's really good. Arms Akimbo dropped a song called Alinda, I think is how you say it. It's uh, E-L-L-E-N-D-A. It's very good. I don't know how to pronounce the title. Uh, Lovely the Band dropped a song called I Should Be Happy, and then Weezer dropped a song called Hero. That's a pretty solid list. Yeah, it's a pretty good list. It just isn't as long as my usual list. There wasn't as much that jumped out and, like, shined in my face this week. Well, I got some stuff for you. And most of them are coming from bands that our listeners probably haven't heard of before. Apart from a couple that we've had on the podcast. So, if you want to feel hipster, here we go. Feeny. What? Go ahead. (laughs) Feeny! Is that what you... No, I thought you were saying something, but I'll keep that in. Oh, No. Feeny dropped an album called Between the Bookends, and The Demon and Me dropped an EP called Episode One. And then I have six singles, so Elbow Room released at the bottom. Elessar, I think that's how you pronounce it, E-L-E-S-S-A-R, UK, dropped Is It Love. The Cans dropped Leaving a Trace. Until We Get Caught released a song called Ghost. Pandemic Pop and Buck Snow. Okay, this one gets me. They are, like, completely new. They popped up out of nowhere. And they dropped a song called I Like Your Quirks. And I am fucking obsessed with it. 
But I can't even follow them on social media because nothing's there. Like, it's just this one song on Spotify, but you can find it under Pandemic Pop or Buck Snow. They did it together, and it's called I Like Your Quirks. Well, called it Pandemic Pop. Maybe they just started it. That's what I'm thinking. But like, situation just wrote a song. There's there's like nothing I can follow them at, so it kind of sucks. But um, (laughs) um, Brightside released a song called After Midnight. It's spelled a little funny. It's A-F-T-R-M-D-N-G-H-T. So it's after midnight, but the only vowel included in that is the A. Fair enough. In case anyone's having trouble finding it. But it'll be on the playlist, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm imagining everybody driving like somewhere listening to this podcast and just trying to type in after midnight on their phones. Why are you fucking spelling shit? Um, (laughs) Whatever. We haven't spelled stuff in a long time. We've spelled two things today. (laughs) I feel like I spell things every episode. I don't think we've spelled anything in a little bit. Maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I feel like I I spell things often. I obviously don't remember anything. I don't remember what I said five minutes ago. So Look, you know what? I'm just proud of my ability to remember the alphabet. So Yeah, to be honest, some days that's hard. <laughs> Adulting. <laughs> All right. Um, I say we go ahead and hop in with Matthew. Absolutely. All right, guys. This is Matthew Leone of Medina Lake. Woo! And that's because of you! Yeah, because if yours crashes, then we will not have it. So <laughs> I'll I'll do the recording. Sounds good. Yeah, we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll do it again and then just like perfectly um like line by line do the exact same conversation that we'd had before. <laughs> I can't even remember what I said five minutes ago. Are you joking? I know. There's no way. <laughs> Fun fact, we actually, we had to do that once with a whole episode that we'd recorded. Luckily, we didn't have a guest on at the time, but we recorded an hour and a half of audio and then realized that we had not been Neither of us pressed record. And we were like, didn't we do the countdown? What happened? I did the same thing about (laughs) a month ago. Because, like, you know, now I I run a charity for crying out loud. We're doing this this killer initiative for, um, for EQ... Uh, and social emotional learning in, in elementary schools to mitigate, you know, um, mental health afflictions, bullying, suicide, and all that. And so, like, we partnered with the top cats in, you know, sociology and child psychology on that. And so, I was interviewing like this really famous doctor. Blew the whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh no! Things, like, yeah, no. I just I didn't record it, and so. I mean, I didn't know how oh, to handle it, you know? Yeah. He was expecting to share it on his socials and everything, you know? <laughs> You're like, oh, I don't have it. Great conversation, but... uh. Yeah. Sorry, man, the rookie. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. the best of us. Like, <laughs> That's like the worst case scenario you could have, though. <laughs> totally. Luckily, she and I were just like, we took a deep breath. And we're like, all right, let's do it again. Yes, we're doing it again. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we should get started. <laughs> Sure. So oh, my right. <laughs> we have a thing we're doing. <laughs> my first question for you, Matthew. I ask everybody, 
what are you listening to right now? What are your favorite artists? Oh man, I so I I've sort of gone, you know, backwards. Yeah. Well, I'll put <laughs> that's fine. On, in the morning, I usually I'll put on my uh, '90s hip hop playlist, uh, indie hip hop from the '90s, um, and then uh, let's see. Portishead, I've been, I've revisited Portishead, um, Rival Sons, and who's another hipster band that'll be good to say. <laughs> uh, Hold on, can uh, I just ask, like, what, what constitutes indie hip-hop as somebody that knows nothing about hip-hop? What kind of names are on that playlist? Um, like, like, Ray, like Raekwon, I mean, you know, I'm lost. Probably, yeah, <laughs> I've, you know, I've never heard of these cats, but our, you know, our our OG drummer is like one of my best friends, the G Wizbot, or also known as Dan. Right. He he got me into that stuff, and we listened to it in the van all the time before we were in a bus. You know, for Jesus, we were in van forever. But it was weird because we'd go to like we had a, we had a pretty good modicum of success in the UK and. Europe, Australia, and Japan. So we'd be in a bus there, and then you know we'd we'd headline like London. I remember one time we headlined London uh, at Brixton Academy. It's five like fifty five hundred cap, and then flew back to Tampa. Funny enough, and played in front of seventeen people. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That so, was a real you know that kept us grounded for sure. <laughs> That's crazy. It's ridiculous that the numbers are just that much different. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think because I saw you guys a couple of times and I think they were at smaller venues. It never like occurred to me because you were like a big name in the scene back then. I was never like, wow, this is weird. (laughs) That's that's funny you say that because I was, um, I did another interview uh, last night or a few nights ago. And, uh, and and that came up. He used to drive us nuts. We felt like every other band had their marketing and all that just totally dialed in. And we, you know, everyone who knows our band knows like we're a joke, you know, <laughs> at that stuff. Like we have no idea Stop. what we're doing. And we, so every time we play a market, the next day, like if we play Cardiff, you know, in uh, in Wales or whatever, the next day, we'd get like a, a comment like, "You guys should come to Cardiff." I'm like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> so it's not that like you weren't drawing the car the crowds. It's just that like they had no idea where you were. <laughs> we didn't help time. us help ourselves. <laughs> whatever that whatever that adage is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Has that changed the approach that you're kind of like marketing now? I mean, obviously you're not doing tours or anything, but like as far as letting people know that the single is coming out and everything, like how are you readjusting to the whole social media thing? We're not. (laughs) (laughs) We're horrible at it. Like I think probably three weeks ago, I was like, um, hey, we're releasing a new single on Friday. And I was like, Friday morning, my to-do list was um, go on to like, cd baby <laughs> you know right. i was like we have you know i've got i have the ep like i'll just upload the single no problem we got the artwork naively it takes a week to clear you know all the publishing and all that. Right. 
<laughs> so, sorry, my brain. Um, Wasn't the full version on SoundCloud for like a day? Yeah, exactly. That was that <laughs> intentional. That's why like, I had to do that because I couldn't get it out anywhere. Oh, let me <laughs> no. Let me give you this from my perspective because I heard it one day and then I went back to like re-listen to it a few days later and I was like, it's not there. <laughs> wow, that is coy marketing. I was like, it's all right, awesome. they just wanted to yeah. give like some people like a. A taste, but short time only. <laughs> right. <laughs> only available. So. Now everyone's going to be so psyched when it hits the streaming service. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. Which is we, were all, we were all over here thinking, oh my gosh, this is a kind of a smart marketing plan. <laughs> it's just like, well, whatever. <laughs> That's amazing. That's what the last, uh, last interview said. Gotta you gotta just run that. with that. Be like, I mean, yeah, yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah. We we thought that was the plan the whole time. Let's go with that. Can we go with that? We'll go with it. All right. So the single did drop today. It's called "Playing with Fire." I should say that outright. By the time this airs, it'll be like a, a week or two past. But what's been the reception like so far to it? So, Being out for like okay. ten hours. Yeah. This is what this is what I love, and it. Being in a band is such a weird, like, a head trip because, for one, you never know how people perceive your band, like, when you're inside of it, you know what I mean? Right. So, we always thought, just nobody cared, you know? My, my goal for the whole thing was to build enough of an audience, uh, enough of a fan base, um, that of dedicated cats who would, that would enable us to always be in, like, always be able to release music and play shows. But we also all wanted to have families, you know, get married and have lives. And we were, you know, one of those bands that was just on tour constantly. So um, when we realized that it wasn't, you know, those two things couldn't coalesce, Fortunately, by that time, I think we managed to pull that off. So then again, nine years goes by, right? I was like, nobody's going to give a rat. So I'll just sort of post this and see if, you know, anybody responds. And it was like pretty well received. And we got started getting interview requests. And our agent called and he was like, um, I'm getting offers. Why am I getting offers for for you guys? I'm like, I, I, I <laughs> no idea. I mean, maybe because I posted this this single. It's like, what, what single? <laughs> so I got in, I got in a little little trouble for that. You were uh, like a manager's nightmare. Oh yeah, totally, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I'm now the manager, which is even worse. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. so we're now we're doing so after that whole like cd baby you know disaster um we decided i decided like all right let's let's put this out through a label like i don't want to deal with this anymore you know so we um so we are the the ep is coming out may 29th awesome what's it called yeah. are you allowed to say and, End of new beginnings. I'm so excited. 
I'm really happy about it. Oh, I'm so glad. How long have you been sitting on those songs? Like, is that so, fairly recent or? I think that's a, that's a really good question. Four of us have effectively been living in different countries. Yeah. I, I was in England, Mateo, Colombia, um, Nathan in LA, which is a totally different country from Chris, where he was living in Nashville, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Effectively, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for work, uh, I, for the charity, so I run Charity Bomb, and we also have uh, Strange Entertainment, which is uh, the production arm, and we produce benefit shows. So I was in L.A., you know, probably, I'm in L.A. probably six times a year or something like that. And every time I would go there, we'd plan, Mateo would plan a trip out there. And then we would, you know, we would spend like a week working on something and sort of piecemeal it together. And then like five of these, five of the sort of ideas emerged. It's just like, we all just fell head over heels in love with five of these songs. And like they passed, you know, the, the Medina Stink test, which is, like we have a really high internal standard, you know, like we we require that we are in our favorite band. You know what I mean? Right. So all all of us have to love the songs enough to even consider putting them out. And I didn't think we'd have anything near an EP and then these songs just emerge and you know, um at at one point Mateo or someone was like, Yeah, but he wrote a, a song called Tiny Weapons, which is on the EP. And it's like nine minutes long. You know, he's like, we can't you know, do a nine minute song. Oh, no, wait, he loved the idea. Someone didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I loved it. And so I was like, yeah, you know. So um, we put, so like, it's kind of a self-indulgent record, I suppose. You know, we made our favorite EP. But all nine minutes made it on? Yeah. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's a, that song is a ride. You know, it just, yeah, I love it. It's, it's like one of my favorite things we've ever done. Oh, I'm so looking That's forward awesome. to it. I can't wait. Thank you. So playing with fire, at least, like I can't speak for the, the rest of the EP, but it seems really, really consistent. Like it's obviously fresh, but it seems consistent with your sound for the last few albums. How how did you achieve that? Like a decade later, how were you like? Yeah, able to continue that. That's another thing. Um, I I like that. I guess we sort of. Um, uh, so when we would do Warp Tour, and and you know, all due respect to all you know all the Warp Tour bands, but you wake up every morning and you hear like, you know. Same idea. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christ. And I, after, I mean, that tour is the best. You know, it's the best time you could ever have in the summer. But it is also the most difficult tour ever. So, waking up every morning, and that would be a different band. It's not like we park in the same, you know, same spot where the same, you know, because the stages are everything's different every day. So every band sounded the same. And so I guess like 
the thing about Medina Lake is, you know, it's like if you came out in the 90s and you were a rock band, you were, they just called you grunge. You yeah. Know? And so we sort of, you know, came out in the emo scene, but we were also always like, don't call us emo, you know, like trying to be cool. But... Like every emo band? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like every band ever, Jesus. That's like, that's the one defining factor of every emo band. We're uh, not they emo. always say yeah, we're not emo. emo. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Like, look, at this, look at the hair straightener in your suitcase, pal. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, so Mateo is like, he's a brilliant engineer. And um, he recorded... Even on our first record, oh, this is like the actual answer to your question. You like my my thirty minute answers? No, we're all oh, for perfect. that. Let me just establish we that right it. now. Like, if you can real, I'm like, I'm just I, happy to. Hear the story. I love the story answers. They're way more interesting than just <laughs> awesome. a straight answer. Okay, good. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> so, when we went out to do our first record, um, Mark Trombino was would produced it. And he's the guy who did the Jimmy Eat World records. Mm-hmm. And he was about halfway through the process. Um, he was going through just a personal life issue, like, you know, challenge, let's say. Right. And so, also, oh my God, there's so many weird, funny things about that record. When we first got to LA, Roadrunner was trying to save some meatballs, so they put us in this hotel that was in like Compton, in, you know. <laughs> and we got there, and I called, I called our manager, and I was like, "This hotel's a little gnarly, you know." He's like, "Oh, you know, quit being pussies," and you know. <laughs> this is the manager. I'm quoting him. Um, and I was like, "Geez, I don't know," you know. And the band, you know, band like. Matthew, you got to do something like, you know, we can't live here for two months to do this record. And so I was like, all right, just, you know, everybody could take a nap. We drove like a day to get out there. You know, I'll, I'll figure something out. And by the time everybody woke up, we were, lo- we were locked in our rooms because two doors down, there was like some gangster party going on and oh. someone got killed. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> got tossed off the balcony. <gasps> I did not see that going there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I Holy cow. That's insane. <laughs> but it, it gave us it gave us just what we needed for the label to put us in the opioids, which is like, you know, where like the, all the big big people stay when they're out. It's like all actors and musicians. Right. It's like a party the whole time, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we're we're staying there, and then we went to the studio, and we're driving there, and we're, Mateo idolized Mark Trombino, and he's a he's a Colombian. I mean, born and raised. He moved to the states like four years before we got signed, you know. Um, and so he didn't really understand anything about anything. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Our our old manager for our old band, Jesus, I'm being tangential as shit. No, um, keep doing it. Keep doing it. <laughs> okay, so Mateo sends this guy, our old manager, a demo. And our old manager, who was a friend of ours for our, he was for, for our old band, he called Mateo and he's like, yeah, hey, this is really good. You know, 
like you know maybe yeah maybe we'll keep talking so mateo he he interpreted that as move to just drive to chicago <laughs> from oh, florida God. He got the whole band, like, well, I mean, it's just um, two other cats, you know, he and the G-Wiz, uh, this is for his old band. Um, no, three other cats. He was like, dude, I got us, I got us this manager, he manages this term. Like, this is it, we, we have to go to Chicago. And I don't know why it never occurred to anybody to ask, like, what we're going to, you know, what they're going to do when they get there. <laughs> They knocked on our manager's door at like three in the morning when they got there, just with all their shit. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here? So the guy had to get him an apartment, like a studio apartment. <laughs> oh my and gosh. They all just lived on the floor. I mean, you know, talk about paying your dues. <laughs> but Mateo would like, you think I'm a gnarly manager. Managing him is like, I mean, it's easier to raise a son. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jesus. All right, I'll get to the answer now. <laughs> no, that was my favorite. <laughs> it's been a long ride. <laughs> what a start. Yeah, right. So he thought, when, you know, when we got signed and, and, I asked, I was like, you know, he's like the sound dude of the band, you know? Um, I was like, who's your, who do you think should produce a record? And he's like, Mark Trombino. He's my dream. He's like, he's my idol. I love my Mark Trombino. So it's like, okay. All right. So I got, I got our manager to get Trombino to record the record. And we go out there and we're, we're like looking at the map quest directions that we printed out, you know, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> And um, we're in like this weird part, like a residential California, like somewhere in LA. And we pull up to this tiny house. We're like, I think we're lost, you know. And Mark comes walking out. And it just so happens that that was indeed where we were recording. And he was in the process of converting a garage, like a one car garage into a studio. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Not exactly what anyone expected, you know. For sure. So we were like, oh, man. And we, I mean, we'd start recording vocals and the air conditioner would come on and be like, like right into the mic. Yeah. Oh, no. So Mark loses it halfway, well, three quarters of the way through. And Mateo actually finished recording the vocals with Nathan. So I think, you know, he just sort of developed his own deal his own sort of sound and style and um we made our our third record world war three mateo recorded it uh we recorded it uh in some weird shitty house in florida that we rented when we were living in chicago (laughs) we rented for a back to florida yeah i know from chicago (laughs) i know like notice i told that story like how weird it was that we went to florida and while Right. <laughs> I just I love that he drove out to Chicago from Florida. <laughs> I, know. I know. And awesome. then that band like didn't even and, get signed. They were right. so pissed, you know, because then Nathan and I were trying to heist the G Wizbot, you know, their drummer. 
and um and Mateo were like, we need those cats because our old band was horrible. Thankfully, we got dropped from our label real fast. <laughs> so we totally sabotaged their band and they were just stuck in Chicago. Like, what do we do? <laughs> Hilarious and awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. No. Sleeping on the floor of a studio. <laughs> totally. That's exactly what it was. I mean, to this day, those relationships are still awkward. <laughs> oh. One of them oh, became gosh. our tour manager for a couple of years. Oh, well, you gave back somehow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's always a little resentment, I felt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, so, I don't know, maybe somewhere in those words I answered whatever question. <laughs> I got what I had asked. <laughs> whatever is a thousand times It's probably better. better than the real answer anyway. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> those are the kind of stories that, like, we live for. <laughs> oh, good. I was gonna ask you for crazy stories anyway later if you didn't tell any so nice <laughs> now we're covered one. she always <laughs> makes sure to ask <laughs> so now that you're back in the scene like I know you've been doing like some shows here and there for the last couple of years how do you feel like the scene has changed over the last decade oh man so the thing that's I, okay I gauge it by a band called Mayday Parade Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Okay. We call them Gay Pride Parade in a friendly yeah. way. <laughs> so we took them on their first tour of the States, and we also took them to the UK. And they, we felt like, you know, they're, they're friends of ours. And we felt like, you know, we were, like, similar in scope, you know, not, not in sound necessarily, but in, in scope. And when we packed it in, they just they just kept going. And I remember like three years later being like, I can't believe they're still slugging it out because it's such a hard life, you know? But sure as shit, like they made it. Like they were on the cover of AP. Um, mm -hmm. And like, you know, they like they did it. I was so happy for him. I was like, man, I don't know how the hell you guys managed to do it for as long as as they did. I suppose we started touring three years before they did, but um, so this the scene. I feel like it it hasn't changed. It's just sort of gone underground, or sort of it's isolated itself, and it's but it's like more vibrant and vivacious than ever you know yeah I can see it we talked on here a couple times about how it seems like like a lot of the fan base has remained the same totally. and it's like it's now these people that are like so grounded in it and in a weird yeah. way just like living out a lot of nostalgia even exactly with newer exactly. music and newer bands um that I can totally see that yeah it's like I mean, it's are there newer bands like I'm not I'm not I never really listened to emo music. You know what I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't. I wouldn't know new one, new ones. But I mean, are they still coming out? Um, it's. I wouldn't. It's not the same sound necessarily as it used to be. So, okay. like, there are so some of them have similar sounds, but it's not. It, it's most of the time if we find somebody new that we would consider like in the emo scope of things. Yeah. It's. It's like they might have that old sound a little bit, but they've added so much of the current 
um, punk or pop punk scene to it that it's okay. it's almost it's almost not the same monster anymore. I guess if that's interesting. Can you yeah. can you give me like the name of a band that I can? Um... The first one me... that comes to mind is Midnight Skies because we had him on. He yeah they a couple yeah weeks they do ago. a lot of especially their their sound is uh it's definitely got an older emo feel with okay. the uh-huh. newer pop punk vibe to it for sure. I'm trying to think of one that's more a is little bit all like the screaming thing. Um, we get some like that. We tend to gravitate away from the screaming. There's also like. I don't want to say emo rap because that's not really what it is, but almost like, what would you call Nothing you Nowhere? I don't like, listen to a lot of Nothing Nowhere. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I probably think maybe oh, emo R&B is kind of a thing yeah. now too. So like, yeah. it's got an emo feel to it, but the like the flow of it sounds more like R&B and maybe the, wow. the vocals. It's got a groove. Or a pop, little, like, yeah. Pop yeah. It's yeah, more pop vocals probably, but it's um, it's I I feel like it's the lines between genres are getting so blurred that it's hard to even yeah. say. Yeah, and I think you made a good point with that whole like, a lot of them are taking on more of the pop punk. Like it's less distinct than it used to be. It was like pop punk, and then you had the emo bands, and right. now it's like they're all kind of drawing it's, from the same influence. So it kind of yeah. like it gets it gets fairly jumbled. And what I like would call an emo <laughs> band is definitely like more pop punk now are there new bands that are like blowing up like that would be that are becoming really big or you know like i mean so, you know fallout boy mike tim i would say for like the last the last um, true emo, oh, emo no, sound would definitely i'd say like fallout boy and my chemical romance for sure yeah okay um I but, would argue afi still steers emo okay yeah. that's probably true too yeah yeah but um how to get that in there? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's <laughs> it's so hard because as soon as you ask me, everything falls out of my brain. Totally. That's <laughs> why I made up like that. The, what are you listening to? I was like, think of the first three records. <laughs> so far, as sorry. As somebody asks you, it's just like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. That's um, not like I looked at Spotify when it was playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, most of our scope is pop punk. Like we deviate that deviate yeah. from that from time to time but we don't have a lot of like truly emo bands on right and i know for a fact like we've we've discussed certain like new releases that we're like wow that's like like bringing emo back but i cannot for the life of me yeah <laughs> up what i they was were. gonna say bad flower does that bad flower for sure yeah yeah so they're more like i don't know if you've heard them but especially their uh most recent album i'd say it could definitely fall in an emo scope for sure I love how passionate you guys are about music. <laughs> we we amazing. talk about it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, it's it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, you know, it, it's the antidote to everything. It's Hard to And I think I think that's what made us such because we had we've only actually met one time in person, and that um, was four months ago. Yeah, but we're essentially best friends. I mean, we are best friends. Essentially. Not essentially. Essentially. <laughs> For all of uh, word. I'm going to hear about that later. But um, <laughs> it's but we both have the same passion about music, and we both connect to it so deeply that it's just like, like, it's 
honestly a dream to even get to talk to you about this because or you know anybody from any band just because they share the same passion like cool. like that and it's so much fun specifically you though because i've been listening to you since yeah, i was like true. 13 so <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet thank you that actually i'm gonna much. i'm gonna out our fangirling a little bit when she told me that um you agreed to come on the podcast we both screamed uh, <laughs> at each other You're so <laughs> oh your mom did too <laughs> she was very excited about it too oh that's so cool thank you <laughs> anyway thanks for coming on and yeah. making our uh, dream happen oh man for it's at least pleasure. an episode thank you for the words <laughs> that's really sweet thank you so I do have a couple more questions. Yeah, now that we're, we're else, we'll stop gushing now. Thanks. You got, you Had got like I, three hours for my answers. Or I tried. <laughs> so great. you're in this like really interesting position where you release music prior to and after this like new streaming service and social media boom. Yeah. We kind of touched on the difficulties that have come with that already, but like overall, what are your impressions with like having music available on Spotify rather than like? It's right, so we were when when from them came out in two thousand seven. That was like the uh, MySpace. Yeah, I legs, you know. They're just about to cash in their chips. Right. <laughs> and they did. And then the proceeding few years, there was a vacuum. And then right when we were hanging or cashing in our chips, like Twitter, Instagram, it like it all just, you know, exploded. Right. So we were like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Really should have learned how to market on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Should have just instead of like fucking around in the van with the G Wiz bot, I should have just learned how to you know do social media. It's hard though. It is, man. My wife is um, she's a social media manager, and she, and she's like really good. So she grew that um. Oh, what what's the what's the clothing store in the in the malls here for us? <laughs> Which one? You know, there's like, so many. <laughs> there are no like the the main one that you can't believe survived new metal and then it, oh it went. hot topic hot topic yeah 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 okay <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> that was a good yeah. hint yeah that was a really good hint awesome I was amazed that you got that that quickly. <laughs> So the equivalent of that in the UK is the is called Pulp, and she basically built that brand, you know, from one store to I think nine or something across the country. Damn. Um, and so she she's also like, you know, she's she's not like a fan of the band or anything, which is like, hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just that's crazy. You know. oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong yeah. on that front, but I'll respect it. Thank you. I'll tell it. <laughs> she's, she's like, you know, she's just like this ultra, like, you know, super artistic. Um, she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but like, she just makes fun of me all the time. And like, it's 
so annoyed like every time I post something I mess it up every time so she has she has like you know my like I put my login stuff on her phone so she could go in and fix it <laughs> so every time I post something wait five minutes and then you'll see what you're supposed to see <laughs> <laughs> so we That's see Matthew's awesome. attempts and then yeah the real outcome it's fixing it for me if she's willing <laughs> I love that though. That's hilarious. Damn, I never so like <laughs> never felt like I needed a partner that was really good at social media until right now. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, it's now it's like an essential part of everything, you know. Yeah. yeah. For like, sure. I, I'm running a charity and you know, producing benefit shows and like I've got to get my social media followers up. Like, how the hell, how the hell am I going to do that? It's so hard. It's yeah. just hashtags and algorithms and, like, none of it yeah. makes sense. There's um, there's a good podcast out, though. I can't, for the life of me, remember what it's called. Let me Yeah, Social <laughs> Media Lab, I think. They dive into, like, cute little studies. It's only, like, five or ten minutes an episode, but just, like, is it more effective to post your hashtags with the picture or underneath it? Like, that kind of stuff so it's like nice little easily digestible things for you know i still can't put text on top of a picture (laughs) i had to get naps for that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah good thank you yeah i am i I also suck at social media and i'm like oh good fronting our we're struggling with it as well we're (laughs) solidarity my friend I was about to tell people, I'm like, our followers do not reflect, like... Yeah, totally. Exactly. I'm actually listening to this. Exactly. Like, we're way, we're way bigger than that. <laughs> Don't pay attention to that. So you've, like, you've touched on this a little bit, but, like, how, how does this whole social media era affect the way that you've strategized your releases? I mean, obviously, you can't tour at this point, but that probably wasn't planned, you know, when you first started... Uh, frameworking all of this so okay so i you know we have um a whole concept behind the band when we started the band the four of us were hanging out in our apartment in chicago on the rooftop and like we'd all been passed on like both of our bands had been passed on by just about every label there was it was like hopeless you know and um the night that they their band did a showcase, Mateo and the G Wizbah, their band did a, a showcase for Virgin. Nathan and I, you know, we went and we were like, "Oh God, please blow it!" Because <laughs> we didn't want them to get signed, you know. Right. right. Um, and um, where was I going? With? Oh yeah. So as they were commiserating their final passing, we were like, "Well, look, we we sort of become best friends." You know, throughout both of our bands trying to do it under this, you know, manager cat who, um, you know, we both sort of parted ways with at that, at that point. And we're just like, all right, instead of trying to get signed, like, what is your ideal? Let's go around and everybody say what your ideal music, the career in music, like the most, what would be the most fulfilling career? And we all sort of pitched our, pitched in what that would be. And it all aligned. And my part of it was I wanted to do three records 
and I wanted to uh, write a narrative under each one. The first one would uh, propagate a uh, like a, um, a a real story. So, like the disappearance of Adelia is the first EP. So that sets up the characters, and then all three over three records we would unfold this like winding mystery and we would hide the clues in the artwork um in the songs and like even at shows you know we drop confetti balloons and we would um hide cards in some of them you know and then after our third record we would release a book that i wrote that puts everything together for the people who were following along with it and we managed to do that like we pulled it off and that was like the most fulfilling thing ever so the book was called Lilo the Divine Game um, I printed I think 10,000 copies of it and they're, they're gone I like, I don't even have one um, but like I explained everything instead of you know being like those obscure artists you know like that have lyrics that don't mean anything they just pretend that it's too deep for you to understand right you know? <laughs> just break yeah. it down yeah um but like i answered like i pointed out all the clues and you know what everything meant and all that so then thinking about um, what's that game that everyone was playing for a while? They probably still Pokemon. Right? <laughs> Definitely yeah. still a thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the thing about now, I feel like if we would have started now, we would we would have done something like that. You know what I mean? No, oh, how do you mean? Okay, so for the, our third record was called World War Three. And I, I tried to orchestrate, I know this is going to sound so ridiculous, I shouldn't even say it, but um, we had sent fans in New York, London, Tokyo, um, Melbourne, or not Melbourne, Sydney, like the, all the major cities, these big white flags, and they're like surrender flags. We sent, like, I think, 30 of them to each city and tried to orchestrate a, like a flash mob thing. So everyone would emerge into like the busy parts of the city with these flags at the same time. And we, I, I don't remember why, how we didn't pull it, like why we didn't pull it off in the end. I was really bummed that we didn't because it's like a, it's like a big part of the, the story and about, you know, our values and like what matters in life and it's not this um you know this uh like this arbitrary material you know nonsense it's like community and connection and love and all that whatever um that like the, the big statement the big reveal at the end that was a significant part of it so um i feel like today there's so much more opportunity for that kind of creativity or like that kind of art maybe absolutely yeah, yeah. it's definitely easier to arrange for sure just to yeah. get the timing right because everybody's so exactly. much much more connected 
Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Like, it was just too hard to orchestrate. I think I picked seven cities. You know, oh, my God. They have everyone go. I was like, but think about it. You know, some, they're going to report it on the news, you know, if, <laughs> if you have, like, all in all the major cities just happening. That would have been so cool. I was sitting there while you were setting that up. I was like, I can't believe I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not alone. <laughs> oh, that would have been so neat. Yeah, so, you know, I, and I remember when the, the Pokemon thing hit. I was like, that is totally something that we would have done. I mean, I even, Jesus Christ, this is, this is going old school. I, I can't remember what it's called. But there was like, Jesus, I don't even know how to explain it. There, there's like some, it was like, it was like a, a website, but it was like a virtual world. Neopets? No. No. Hold <laughs> that. Um, it's not, it's like a virtual Pokemon. I guess Pokemon I'm trying to think of website. Go to 2004. Neopets. Is it, yeah. Is it RuneScape? <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of. There were a lot of different. Oh okay. yeah, there was one back then. There was like what kind of game? Like I mean, this thing. Oh, I, thought, I can't believe I can't think of it. I think it had life in it. It was called something life. But you would, people would like. Second life? Yeah. Second like maybe. life. Yeah, I think yeah, it was, that's gotta that be. sounds like it's right. Okay. <laughs> a lot yeah. better than Neopets. It was like, <laughs> I don't think Neopets is the word. I, I feel like it's something else. <laughs> Jesus, I need to use the internet more. <laughs> um, that's dating me. <laughs> So I actually, so these, I mean, some people are freaks. I mean, as we know, we we embrace the freaks. We love them. I, I don't care what kind of eccentric you are. If you're eccentric, yeah. The best. I, um, <laughs> but I actually bought property on this second line, and I was gonna build this town. Like that was the idea. Of the town of Medina Lake, you know, was a location. And actually, you know, and court unfold the story that way. That would have been so cool. that would have been cool too. Yeah. So like today, somebody you know can do something like that. It's just, I guess the point is like there's there um there are more outlets. Yeah. Today well, in Naples, yeah. you'd have more outlets for that idea. Kind of reminds me of um, the way that Lights did her, um, oh she was her last good. album. It was, that oh, it was yeah. amazing because she did she did the whole comic book series. Um, oh okay. But she was also doing, she had like Instagram pages. And so, but they were all connected. So the first one that she put out was a map. And and the whole Instagram was just like a map of everything. But each one had like a link to a different uh, account that was different places from the comic book. And she'd like release clues like that. And um, so like whenever she dropped, because she, she'd drop a single at a time and give you more clues to what was going to happen That's incredible. in the comics. And it was really cool. I so that, it makes that. me think of something like that. Like it's, it, it can be done now somehow. Yeah, yeah to... exactly. Like that, that's, that's what I mean. That like, that's so cool. Oh my God. You know, she, she was on Warp Tour once um, when we were. And like I would watch them 
regularly. I love them. And on our second record, when you un when you open up the artwork, we have a map on ours too. And it like the locations. Yeah. You know, same sort of philosophy. I remember that. It's That's so cool. cool to hear. Yeah. I had no idea that uh, she was about that. That's so cool. Yeah, she's like a, a mega nerd, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So Even here's my her. suggestion for this EP. Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> Create a whole town. <laughs> so. <laughs> Called Medina Lake and just set it all up. Totally. All right. I'm going to need some time. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about Charity Bomb a little bit. Awesome. Thanks. What inspired you to start the nonprofit? Um, so I was injured um, pretty badly in uh, 2010. Um, we were writing our third record in Chicago. Um, I was leaving a writing session Late at night, I heard a woman screaming for help. Uh, long story short, I intervened. I rescued her and woke up from a coma, I think, like, seven days later or something. Um, when I woke up, Nathan was, you know, staring me in the grill. And we were both, like, having a codependent off. You know, it was like, who can be more codependent? I, I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like, you know, let's go home. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you're... Totally, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Both of us oh, were like, God. oh, shit. <laughs> you know, because it, it was real, it was pretty touch and go for a while, you know, like a yeah. flat line three times. Um, but he told me that uh, it that I was, like, number one trending on Twitter um, and that the Smashing Pumpkins, who are one of my favorite bands of all times, were going to do a benefit show for me at the Metro which is like our home venue, favorite venue in the universe. And the outpouring of love that uh, was bestowed upon me is what Nathan and I attribute my survival to. And so we devoted our lives to giving back for the, you know, we, we for my life, really, you know. Yeah. Like just feeling that, um, you know, that the profundity of that love and care is something that, that's indescribable. And uh, we wanted to give back for that. God, I love it. You're going to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's a good ending to a, a gnarly start. <laughs> yeah. So, so just to think back about, like, how, like, awful of a time that was and that you've, like, been able to grow something out of it and like between the especially something so so great like like the nonprofit that's yeah. just amazing like the Thank nonprofit you. and like in your new outlook like I just this is so touching to me thank you um, so much so when operating the nonprofit how do you determine which causes you like to take on that's a good question um it's it's difficult that part's difficult because um well for one like a, I launched it with forty dollars. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I had a lot like a fundraising is like the the antithesis of I mean, I hate asking people for things, you know? Right. And fundraising is obviously an essential component of running an organization. So 
it's really, really difficult. However, with that said, we've been so, so fortunate with the artists who have um, been so generous to donate like auction packages and things like that for us to um, be able to serve our constituency. So we, we've naturally migrated towards, we, we respond to what we um, sense is the zeitgeist of our culture, you know, like what is struggling, what people are struggling with the most. And that uh, we sort of ascertained uh, or determined that that was mental health. Um, and it blows my mind that there's even a, like an infinitesimal micro speck of stigma associated with having a mental health issue. You know, how can it not be equated with physical health? I mean, what's the difference? You know, mind, yeah. body, spirit, it's all the same thing. So, um, you know, I, I think every human on the planet should see a therapist. <laughs> Yeah. 100% agree yeah. as a yeah. I have been through a extensive therapy process and even people that are perfectly fine I'm like oh, you should go to therapy totally <laughs> that would so, help this problem I'm just I'm just saying yeah. <laughs> that, exactly right um and so as um as we were serving the mental health organizations you know since we didn't have you know, we're not a services organization, like we, you know, we're not certified in mental health. So we would subsidize other organizations. And what we found was that while they're doing a great thing by, by guiding people to um, resources, nobody was like getting to the root of the problem. And what I felt, what I feel and what I felt like has been the problem for, I felt this way for 20 years now is the lack of um, EQ, like emotional quotient. Our education system focuses 100% on IQ. There are zero mandates in the education system for any EQ education or social emotional learning, um, emotional intelligence, nothing like that. And I mean, that's half of that's like a car without wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, um, so I started digging in and doing like a lot of research on it. And I found so many incredible folks that like doctors and sociologists and child psychologists. Um, I mean, I'm even, um, I'm, I'm going to get my, um, some credential, <laughs> I forget what it is. And, <laughs> qualified to sounds um, legit yeah <laughs> it was only like 600 bucks <laughs> no that's awesome though <laughs> some degree <laughs> um, but it has now been scientifically proven that you can mitigate the uh, mental health and its affliction like bullying and suicide all of it uh, there's a direct link between all of those things and the lack of an emotional intelligence. So finally, in 2020, uh, Charity Bomb are launching our first 
our first initiative that's our that's our own and it's um it's called operation gen z eq and it's three parts so we are um we have eq uh, role-playing curriculum that uh, children can engage in with their parents uh we're, we're shooting 13 webisodes with um dr brooks gibbs hosting it and it's a it's a role-playing thing too with two celebrity guests he brings them to like a heightened state of you know tension i'm right. really legitimately getting their blood boiling you know what i mean and then he um de-escalates it he shows them how to you know talks them out of their tree basically uh and then the third part is a gamified app um so we're built that's we're building it that an eq social emotional learning educational platform for uh, our youth that's so incredible yeah do you feel like you'll be able to get that incorporated into schools eventually? That is that the is, goal? Yeah, I mean, my first, like when I first started reaching out to people, that was like what the mission statement was. And I quickly learned how naive I was to think, you know, because I started talking to, um, you know, folks in the school systems and all that. And I learned that the bureaucracy, it moves at a glacial pace. And yeah this i what i didn't know and i was delighted to discover is that um the students and the parents there's an overwhelming demand for this curriculum so i i would like to play some part in ultimately getting it integrated just like science history math you know mental yeah health, you know or emotional intelligence it should be a bona fide course in elementary school and junior high and high school i mean you know these emotional resilience i mean the emotional skill set you know not not to go on about it but i feel so passionately about it it's like the you know they put the onus on parents to yeah teach that to their kids but we don't parents are fucked up you know what i mean yeah you can't <laughs> depend on uh, effectively and, just the masses to well, solve that like, problem even, i mean i have great parents and like they've always been supportive and all that stuff but uh, my adult life would have been 10 times better had i known all of the stuff that i know now with exactly. with all the therapy that i had to take if i had gotten that in school bingo that's exactly it. For sure. Yeah. I think that makes complete sense to me. No, that's if you learn it when just... you're young enough to use it. You said it. Yeah. Exactly. Because your emotional then... circuitry is hardwired by the time yeah. you're like 16, 15. Yeah. And, and, and once you, it's, it's so hard to retrain yourself yeah. into that. And after going through that process as a 27 year old adult, it's like, I, it, it would, it would have been way easier to learn it when I was 16, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when exactly. I was still figuring out how to deal with that stuff. So yeah, good man. Good for you for doing it. But I, yeah, I think, I think it would be magnificent if, if kids now could learn how to do that before they have to deal with yeah. adult problems, you know? 
I'm just floored that it's not more of a prevalent conversation. I know. Like, especially in this, like, this mental health movement that we've been seeing, that's not something that I've ever seen discussed. I think it still has to do, it probably still has to do with so much stigma being, Yeah. nobody wants to talk about it still, even though. Yeah, which is crazy. Half the world is. <laughs> and it's like, even if you didn't have like a whole a whole class or series of classes dedicated to it, like even just having teachers aware of like. Have them trained. Exactly. Exactly, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, um, similar to you, I, um, I call this whole, you know, my whole incident, I call it Disneyland because I use it. <laughs> I, I, I can see where, where that uh, makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. It, it helps. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I had a year, you know, just over a year uh, couch surfing, like just recovering in my dad's basement in the suburb, like in suburbs of, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time I had to go through like really intensive rehabilitation. Like once I could, you know, once I was awake for more than an hour a day. Um, and I started seeing, uh, my uh, psychologist for the first time. And she was like, you are incredibly codependent. And I was like, Oh, what the hell's that? <laughs> and yeah. It explained why I've had a lifetime of, record-breaking dysfunctional relationships like crazy and like I did the work and I fixed it and it two months later I met Vic and it was like the healthiest I've ever been you know what I mean emotionally mentally and I couldn't believe relationships could be like this one like this is yeah and that's amazing because like I know the work that goes into it it's hard work yep you to, fix, to fix your brain yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally You're like all right pal time to do it <laughs> oh. worked out well for you though <laughs> yeah yeah i got lucky you scored a good one Vic is amazing my wife she's fantastic and our funky little monkey man i oh, know her God. only through your instagram posts but she seems great <laughs> uh, <laughs> so do you have any like I don't know how to phrase this. Any like mental health advice for what we're going through now? Like what what's yeah. keeping you sane? What music? <laughs> how are you approaching this? Good. Yeah, I mean music. I would say music. I would say um community is essential. I mean, we're settlers by nature, you know? Like if you if you read um anything about like ancient civilizations or, you know, I, I do. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> but, you know, we humans need connection and they need community. And I just want an anecdotal story to this. Um, they were doing a study on uh, the... They found this town, I think it was in somewhere in Pennsylvania, in I think in the like in the mountains in the Poconos or something, where the it was a, in all the world, this town had the highest the longest lifespan. 
the people there live like significantly longer than you know the average lifespan and so they were researching as to why this was and they looked at their diet and they were like absolutely not their diet (laughs) um they looked at all the factors and like what do they exercise like you know what what is it why are they living so long and ultimately they concluded it was because they're a community yeah that's it so i'm thinking about the implications of that like you having a community and you know for anyone like watching or listening to this you do have a community whether you know if if you're if you've had such a, a difficult life and you're um, so, you know, unfortunate to not have family around or something, you have a community in music, in whatever your passion is. Um, your tribe is out there and they're, they're waiting for you and they'll embrace you. So, you know, just find your tribe, be with them and, um, you know, Love yourself first so you can love other people and then be uh, open to um, make yourself vulnerable. I think that's the best expression of love is when you're vulnerable. Well said, definitely. Absolutely. All right, I got one more just kind of offbeat question for you. Let's do it. Okay, we'll make it fun. If you were to be quarantined with any musical artist, living or dead, who would you choose? Wow. You can't pick your brother. Sorry. <laughs> Good, because I would have picked him and that would have been the obvious one. <laughs> Tom Tom Waits or can I pick two? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Tom Waits or Les Claypool from Les Playpool from Primus. Oh I love it. Those are good ones. Yeah. That what makes you say that? They're both true eccentric artists yeah. through and through, and they're just so resolved. Like they, they can't, they can't avoid being artists. You know what I mean? And yeah. weirdos, and I love it. <laughs> My favorite kind of people. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much again for talking to us. Yes, it was so awesome to have you on. Thank you so much. Yeah, you guys too. I really enjoyed it. You guys are you guys are great. Um, great conversationalist and i really enjoyed this thanks for making it happen thanks for having me so glad all right well we're looking forward to the ep <laughs> so, i'll send it over when it's uh i'm so know, excited mp3s or whatever right that's awesome, <laughs> awesome. you all guys right. are you're fantastic thanks so much have a wonderful night both of you. you too you bye. too bye this week so I worked well I worked one and a half days because Sunday was Mother's Day and we were dead so I left early makes sense did you catch COVID 
No, not yet. Uh, well, I don't think so. I have to wait two weeks to find out. Yeah, be on your toes until then. But there really wasn't that many people in, but we did do a pretty big day on Saturday. We almost did a, like an actual Saturday sure, as far as sales go. happy to like be able to get out and Well, and, and like things. a lot, I know a lot of people had like, like we had a couple guys come in and like clear out their files because we have like pull files that we like pull and hold comics for people when they come in. So like new comics come in and we have a pull and hold. So like you don't miss your new comics and we don't sell out of them before you get to the store. Right. So, I mean, we had a few guys come in and pull out their, like, huge files. So, um, there was some of that. And then, like, some other people were just coming in, like, making obscene purchases. Like, one guy spent, like, $300. And I was like, okay, this is not a normal purchase. He's been waiting for that. Yeah, no kidding. But, yeah, it wasn't too bad. We've only been open. We're only open, like, five hours a day right now. I think next week we'll be open six. I think we're opening an hour later. Or staying open an hour later this next week. Gradual. I like it. Yeah. So. Ask me how I spent my weekend. How did you spend your weekend? I put about 30 hours into Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like, nonstop. It was really bad. I, um, well, so Saturday I went to work. And then Saturday night after I got off work, I threw a birthday party for my best friend. Well, she played, she Threw a party for herself, but she doesn't ever do stuff for her birthday. So I was like, well, I got to go get a cake and I got to do all this stuff. And I got to do. So like, I like planned the whole thing because she doesn't think birthdays are important. She's like, yeah, the milestones, but I'm 27. And I'm like, birthdays are important. Uh, I'm in her camp. <laughs> I prefer Girl, if you were here, I would throw you a birthday party too. Birthdays are important. You are on this planet for another year. You have been here a whole year and you didn't die and you didn't kill yourself. I'd say that's worth something. I guess so, but I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not, I get weird when a lot of attention is on me. So like, I will totally go out for dinner and like hang out with my friends to like celebrate. But like, please don't sing me happy birthday or get me a cake or anything because I'd rather just like not. Well, I wouldn't get you a cake because you can't eat the cake. I don't know if that makes cake. sense. I'd have to get you something else. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but there would be candles. <laughs> Just yes, carrot. there would be candles. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some kind of vegan brownie or something. I don't know if that's a thing. Oh, there's there's vegan everything. Okay, now, well then I'll it? get you vegan cupcakes so that you can. Eat <laughs> I made vegan, vegan tres leches. This week, which is literally just a milk cake. Oh, I just made it with vegan okay, milk. Okay, well, I gotta have something really to good. stick candles into, so you better hope that you are never uh, around me when it's your birthday, because there will be confetti cannons. Yeah, I'll just avoid you for that whole month. I have a video of it, actually. We sang her happy birthday. She was sitting in a wheelchair because it was in the garage for some reason, and uh, <laughs> there were four confetti cannons and a cake. That's super sweet, though. You're a good friend. That's what I do. I also bought a tiny uh, dinosaur pinata, but it's tiny, so there's no way we'd ever break it. So I didn't put any candy in it. (laughs) It was just cute. Anyway, you best friend in the whole entire world, do you want to share our socials? I will share our socials if you don't interrupt. Everybody can (laughs) find you. I'm I'm going to interrupt you. Damn it. We should we should do a trial run at some point. Next time we have an episode where we don't have somebody on, so we have more time to dick around. We'll. We'll show people how long it takes to get through these. <laughs> okay. 
So if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at I'm Not Okay Pod. You can find us on Facebook at I Am Not Okay a Podcast. If you can, I'm gonna redo that. You can find us on Facebook at I'm Not Okay a Podcast. We have a Facebook group called I'm Not Okay a Podcast Group. And if you want to email us, you can email us at I'm Not Okay Pod at gmail.com. You literally just looked at me and started laughing halfway because through. Because I realized that because Michael? I realized I said I am not okay. Oh. <laughs> so it wasn't you. I, I just messed We're it up being all formal on my own. Now. Huh. <laughs> I didn't even I notice. was like yelling at you before we did this. <laughs> Don't interrupt me while I'm on a roll <laughs> and I fucked it up all on my own. And then you just said our name yep. wrong. Ooh. Yep. That's embarrassing. How long have we been doing this? It's fine. I don't remember the name of the podcast. I, this is episode 43. Yep. 43 introductions, 43 social media handles. We cannot get it right. And I can't say shit because the reason I have you do it is because, because I cannot. It. I have no ability. I I run the social media for the most part. And I can't say it. I can't get it out of my mouth. <sighs> so you're my superhero in that sense. But anyway, if you liked this episode, please go ahead. If you haven't already, give us a subscription, a rating, a review if you're on iTunes. They're all super helpful yes and uh tell your friends word of mouth is really helpful to uh spread the word and let people know that we're here because um the itunes charts can only get you so much and your friends are the people that we're looking for probably because they probably like the same music as you do i don't know my friends don't really except for you guys (laughs) i'm having flashbacks to that conversation we had with sarah talking about how like Nobody understands music the way that we do. <laughs> well, okay. Not understands, but you know, like nobody gets into it. <laughs> Some people are actually like in a place where there's actually a scene. So like for you guys, tell your friends because uh, they like the same music you do. All these caveats. Whatever. It's fine. I'm Stormy. If you want to find me, I am at Slummy Thomas on Instagram and TikTok and at Slummy underscore Thomas on Twitter. And I'm Brashbat on Instagram. Catch you later, kids. What? I was going to say, how long do you think it's going to take us to say goodbye this time? (laughs) I was going to do it right now. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Catch you later, kids. This is I'm Not Okay Podcast. Until next. Nope, that's not what I say. I say, until next time, I'm not okay at podcast. I don't even know how to contribute to this, so I'm just going to hang up. Slow me out. (laughs)